for you personally to see a brand like this get off the ground and, and the difference it make it, what's it mean to you to, to see Unwasted and have it launch and, and just sort of everything that it's about and the impact that it's making? To just see its growth over the last year has been incredible. The community support, and, and I think what it made us realize is that we, we really had a purpose, like we wanted to make change. And honestly, success to me would mean that there's not enough plastic for us to make our furniture. That would be the sort of gold standard for how I think we would feel about Unwasted. Welcome to the Independent Thinking Podcast. This is your host, Rob Stott. This week, we've got a returning guest on the podcast, but someone that's joining us in a different role and capacity this time around. Ashley Gorey uh, joined us as the the person at the helm of Gorey, a uh, retail activation firm that you know we had talked to about uh, you know ways that the pandemic was changing in store. Uh, you know, retail experiences, and um, you know, she had been to Primetime previously, uh, showing off some of the the ways that you know Gory was working with our retailers to set up smart home displays to you know create these impactful experiences, and uh, really cool you know what they're doing there. But today, she's actually joining us as the founder of Unwasted, um, a product or a, a brand rather that joined us in Phoenix, uh, made their Primetime debut there, and uh, showed off a, a whole collection of furniture, outdoor furniture. That's, you know, was eye catching in and of itself, but then you really dive into the brand uh, and learn about sort of their mission and, and how they came about. And um, that's what, what really, I think, was, you know, inspiring to me and, and caught my attention was just the fact that, you know, you could kind of tell by the name Unwasted there. They are uh, in the business of cleaning up oceans and using recycled plastic to build their product. And not only, like I said, have eye catching and, and really cool looking product, but product that's making a difference. Uh, and that's what we dive into with Ashley talking about sort of, you know, how this idea came about and uh, even diving into a little bit of the manufacturing process of, of their products and, um, you know, talking to about uh, her her interest and uh, passion for designing furniture and, you know, that all comes together in this unwasted brand and um, just really awesome. Uh, you know, cool story to tell and one that I'm excited to share with you guys today. So let's just dive into it. This is Ashley Gorey coming to us as the founder of Unwasted here on the Independent Thinking Podcast. All right, we're back on the Independent Thinking Podcast and uh, a returning interviewee, but with a, a different title and role here for this Independent Thinking Podcast. Ashley Gorey, appreciate you taking the time. Previously, we talked to you, uh, you know, as part of Gory, the, the retail uh, activation firm, which we'll get into a little bit. But uh, now today joining us as founder of Unwasted, a really cool uh, furniture brand that that we'll get to dive into today. But first of all, how are you doing? And, and welcome back. <laughs> I'm great. Thank you so much, Rob. Yeah, no, excited to be here. No, that's awesome. So for those who were in Phoenix with us at primetime, they had their first look their first up look close at Unwasted. And um, I, I'll just kind of let you start right there. Tell us a little bit about this brand, about this company and uh, its origin story. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Well, for those who uh, maybe didn't hear the podcast about Gory, so Gory is a 140-year-old industrial design retail company. So we specialize in helping retailers like the independent category uh, with merchandising and marketing plans. 
And uh, it was through actually COVID that actually right before COVID, we were asked by a gas station company, a field, an international gas station company, to help them with uh, in doing some industrial design around their gas stations, uh, specifically about recycling and waste. So uh, that took us to some of the sorting facilities that where we'd be able to see how how recycling was actually getting sorted, if it was getting sorted. Uh, and unfortunately, it was a little bit like the blindfold coming off, sort of, you know, seeing that recycling doesn't exist in the way that we all, I think, want to believe it does. And uh, and so from there, we were like, OK, well, what can we do as a, as a company to make change? And it was then that we decided to start Unleashed. Did, which is essentially using our industrial design capabilities uh, to, design, to design furniture. That I mean, what a cool connection to make. Is, is it something that like how much thought, I guess, went into, you know, the, the connection between recycling and furniture? Like, how does that how did you guys make that connection? Well, I think that the biggest part about it was that, um, so plastic, obviously, like evil plastic. Um, but the, the challenge with that was that, um, you know, there are some plastics that can be recycled and, and that can, you know, have a sort of second life, so to speak. Um, and it was looking at the furniture industry and realizing, okay, so metal has a really high recycled content. Uh, so does cardboard, et cetera. And so we thought, well, these plastics that do have some value in their second or afterlife, how could we use them so that we increase the value of plastic, some plastics uh, so that they can be used again and again so that recycling works. And that's how we sort of looked at the, at the plastic recycling industry and started thinking, okay, well, if we could make this into a beautiful piece of furniture, maybe we could help, you know, customers also understand that, you know, the, the climate change challenge, it feels insurmountable, right? It feels like, oh, well, what, what can I do just as an individual? And so we wanted to create something that was like, I bought that chair and that chair is 60 pounds of recycled plastic. And I know that I made, I made a difference by making that decision. So that's how it came about. It was like almost to be able to like touch and feel something and, and really, you know, be able to, to acknowledge that a difference was made through a purchase product. I, I mean, we're going to get into the products and I, I'm excited to kind of talk about them because they're, they're really cool looking, having been up close with them at primetime. But just for you personally to see a brand like this get off the ground and, and the difference it make it, what's it mean to you to, to see Unwasted and, and have it launch and, and just sort of everything that it's about and the impact that it's making? Uh, thanks for asking that question. So Unwasted is uh, one year, well, one year old as far as uh, some of our new products, but it's about three years old in terms of like started at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, but to just see its growth over the last year has been incredible. The, the community support. And, and I think what it made us realize is that we, we really had a purpose, like we wanted to make change. And honestly, success to me would mean that there's not enough plastic for us to make our furniture. Um, that would be, you know, the, the sort of, you know, gold standard for how I think we would feel about Unwasted. And so when we started there, we were like, okay, well, now that that industries, both businesses and, and individuals are, are making decisions around recycled products and whether it's ours or another recycled product, it's the right it's the right direction for us all to go. So for me, this feels like just amazing. It feels like such an accomplishment that we've even made it this far in such a short period of time. Um, and honestly, I, I just I kind of really just love the space. I love the partnerships uh, of like other companies in this area because they're very supportive. Everybody's trying to move this movement, movement forward. 
Um, but also that we get to think about designing furniture in a little bit of a different way. Because if you're looking at it from its end state in mind, like how is this furniture going to be used when it's at its end of life, you really start thinking about things. And, and from our industrial ba- design background, it's, it's an interesting challenge to, to try and solve. Well, that that is it. I never even like thought about that side of it is that th- this is furniture. I mean, people are going to replace furniture and things like that over time as it is. But I, how talk about that a little bit, how you have to design around knowing that the, these plastics are going to have sort of that, as you mentioned, the end of life kind of date. So if it the circular design is how we're thinking about the end life of the product. And so when we set out on an industrial design journey for any of our products, we're thinking, how does this get broken down so that we're able to then, you know, regrind the units, form them into new boards, and then they come out as brand new furniture uh, in a new design, new aesthetic, you know, that might meet a different, a different style that you want to, you want to see. So we're actually starting to look at a couple of different things this way. And it doesn't always have to mean recycling. Like we're starting to come out with, uh, you know, cushions for our furniture as well that is made from soy-based foams um, that will, you know, biodegrade over time, not within the time frame that you're going to, you know, use it in your own in your own home, but that it will be able to biodegrade over time when put into landfill. So we're trying to think through, you know, different materials and, you know, and that's also a really cool exploration and, and the innovation around new materials and how we use them and then how they're going to uh, be used in a future state. I, I imagine just hearing you talk, obviously, you're very well versed in it. it has it been, I, I feel like you're learning a lot throughout this process, too, about, you know, furniture manufacturing and things like that. What's that been like for you to kind of, you know, explore this new space, uh, you know, as you guys have been figuring out how you have to build your own furniture and, and then just all the, the intricacies of, of this, this business? Yeah, well, and and I think that's the part that I love the most is the engineering. So for the last 20 years, you know, our company has been engineering multiple materials and putting them together. So be it glass, plastic, wood, metals. Um, and so, it, you know, to be able to start looking at the, looking at the materials and realizing, okay, well, you know, the plastic, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, it, it has some similar um, uh, features to wood. So how could we look at this and, and start integrating some wood-based uh, techniques in terms of how we're designing and building. Um, we actually work with an Amish community and it's, it's traditional woodwork methodologies that are built into um, our design. So we do the design work up front and then all of the workmanship is, is, is done uh, by, the, by an Amish community in our, in our local area. Um, so yeah, I was, no, was going to say, I'm in, I'm, I'm outside of Philadelphia, so I know Amish. I was going to say, do they have any roots in the Lancaster area or have you been down to La- Lancaster from where you are? Cause that could be local you know, to, to me. So funny. <laughs> you know, that's so, it's interesting you yeah. say that because uh, as part of our expansion, that would be a definite part of our expansion. It's, it's just really quality workmanship. And, and that's also the other thing is that we're designing for things to last. Um, you know, the products are heavy duty, they're durable. I mean, they're, they can withstand any weather. Um, and so really, I mean, we're, we're not, and that was part of why we wanted to design uh, our furniture, the way that they are designed um, so that they are quite well built. You're not gonna see a lot of exposed fasteners. It's, it's really, really uh, sophisticated, you know, workman, like, like quality workmanship. Um, and so we wanted it to have longevity. And so that, you know, you're investing in a piece of furniture. I think some of the fast fashion and furniture is also some challenge. There are some challenges associated with that because of the waste that it creates. So the longer that we can produce something so that it has longevity was part of part of our 
our uh, des- design credentials as well. Something I, I mean, you talked about a little bit ago, but the um, the passion you have for the the look of these products as well, like I, that that's something that I think comes through too when you're looking at them. Because I mean, the the environmental friendliness of the product aside, I mean, they just they look cool. If browsing your your page, your product pages, and and seeing it in person, I mean, these are products that um, I, they're really cool look. I lack of a better term, just really cool looking uh, pieces of furniture. So has that always been a, a passion for you, the, the furniture design side of things? And, and, you know, I mean, I, obviously it's awesome to get it to see, see you be able to play that out through unwasted. Uh, so I would, I would say that I've always had a, a passion for design. Um, yes, absolutely. I, I wouldn't say that, I mean, I'm not, I, I have an amazing design team who are behind the design work that we do. And I have an, an incredible project management team and engineers who are really trying to figure out how all of this comes together. Um, so, so yes, the passion is there. Uh, we wanted to do something that was a little bit different. Uh, listen, the, the outdoor furniture category is a huge category. And, um, you know, we wanted to make a little noise that was different than traditional recycled materials. And it's not to say that, that um, you know, there are some recycled uh, products out there that don't look as high quality uh, or that you would want to, you know, outfit your entire home with them. And they sometimes don't have the longevity. And so we wanted to do more of a mid-century modern design aesthetic that, you know, looks quite different. And so you kind of, it's a, it's a mark of the brand as well to say, you know, that's different. It, it stands on its own. Um, and so, yeah, the, the designs are a little bit, uh, you know, different from what you traditionally see, but it was intentional. We wanted them to be really beautiful pieces that you'd be proud to have in your home. Well, and I think you talked about it too, a little bit, the, um, you know, the sustainability for Unwasted goes beyond just the product. You guys are doing some pretty cool things from, you know, throughout your business as well that are having sort of an impact. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So, so when we started and we said we really wanted to start around education. So it was, you know, because we felt, wow, you know, we've been doing everything that we thought we were supposed to be doing as far as curbside recycling, you know, what, what are, you know, what more could we be doing? And knowing that the recycling system or infrastructure is a little bit broken and, and, and not as, um, not as sophisticated as, as we might've been led to believe. So we wanted to create education platforms so that we would be able to share with people what are proper, uh, recycling, um, methodologies for you to be using in your home. Um, and also introduction into other organizations, organizations and associations who are doing really incredible things. Um, outside of Un- Unwasted, we do also have a commercial division where we're helping uh, organizations with proper waste and recycling uh, and sorting mechanisms. Uh, so it, it, it does go above and beyond. But part of what we're trying to do is give back as well. Um, we want to make sure that we're trying to clean up, uh, you know, our waterways and oceans. Um, <laughs> part of our language was, yes, okay, so reduce. Absolutely, you need to uh, have a reuse model, reduce. Those are the first two that I would say, you know, check those boxes first. Um, and part of the unwasted, you know, language or brand was that we are a little bit of like, okay, but somebody has to clean up the trash that exists today. I mean, we're, there's just mountains of plastic waste. And what are we going to do with that today? And so can we create, um, you know, a solution where that plastic waste goes? And so where the recycle we're the recycle guys and, and that's, and that's our position, but we do try to educate as much as possible about reduction and reuse um, policies. Yeah. The cool thing is like, you know, so many companies can, um, you know, profess to be sustainable and, and profess to make an impact, 
for you guys, I mean, there's, first of all, you're putting a number on it. I know you guys have like, you want to reduce a mission to reduce the, the, the plastics and oceans by like 75% over the next couple of years. Um, so by 2025, I think it is. So, and then you got, but you guys can also like met, you can continually measure that and like ha- realize the impact that you're having. So I mean, I'm sure that's something you're doing. And I mean, as those numbers kind of go up of the amount of plastics recycled and, and things like that, is that something that, I mean, can you guys continue to leverage that and, and use that and sort of maybe, a, you know, marketing or just just realizing your total impact as a business? Yeah, absolutely. So we do keep track uh, year over year of what the recycled um, diversion is that we've been able to achieve. And so this last year was 60,000 pounds. Uh, wow. This upcoming year, we want it to be 100,000 pounds. Um, and so that's post-industrial, post-consumer. And so it's a specific type of plastic. It's, uh, so I just want to be clear. It's not like uh, the plastic water bottles, unfortunately, as sure. I mentioned before, you know, not all plastics are made equal. So but it, it's, a, it's a start, right? Because all of this is going to landfill right now. And so we're trying to just carve out a piece that is, is until, until innovation comes that they're able to determine that there's alternative uses for some of the plastics that currently are just single use. Um, but yeah, that's uh, a good question. No, it's cool to see. And I, I mean, like, like you mentioned, it's something that you can track and, and just, I mean, physically see the impact that you're having. So just, I mean, all around, it's, it's really cool to, um, to just think about the, the mission behind the organizations, but I, and you got to kind of put that mission into practice, um, and, and talk to our members and be at prime time and, and be in Phoenix and, um, you know, get this product in front of them. So I, I curious, just what was the, the reaction or what kind of feedback did you hear from our independent retailers when you were down there at prime time? Yeah, so it wasn't my first prime time, but it was my first prime time uh, showing up as Unwasted and being a vendor. Um, and I, you know, I'm really thankful to the Nationwide family uh, for bringing us on. We're, we're feeling just so supported. Um, and it was amazing to talk to some of the independent category. Uh, as I mentioned before, much of my career has been spent supporting independent dealers uh, in, in their marketing and merchandising strategies to help them differentiate from big box. So I, I believe in the independent category as a, as a way to um, really educate and, and really partner um, in terms of getting product to market. Um, so we received a lot of great feedback, a lot of, uh, you know, people loving the story, loving the brand, loving where we're coming from um, and liking the, the look of the furniture. But we also got, um, you know, really great feedback as far as, you know, what they'd like to see from us as well. And so that was, I mean, that was a gift, quite frankly. We really were able to say, you know, our look is different, but some more traditional uh, traditional looks would be, would be um, you know, a bonus as well. And so when we come down to Orlando, you're actually going to see even more products um, and colors coming out that are in the more traditional category that will check some boxes for some of the dealers that uh, where their customer base might not be as modern as our aesthetic. And so that was some great feedback that we received. Um, also, you know, in terms of we are, we are a domestically produced product. So it's also about education what is you know made in America or made made in Canada um, and so there you know was a lot of uh, great feedback about you know the cost of bringing product 
to market. So I thought, um, you know, just just quite a lot of learning for for us and and how to really best support the dealers. So um, we do have a, a promotion that's coming up uh, for spring for May, uh, which is um, I hope the dealers are going to appreciate because it tackles some of the things that they were talking about in terms of like free floor models and uh, discounts on freight. So I think you know a lot of these things did touch on the feedback that we got, and and it it was it was really wonderful to sit down with some of the membership and just talk about their products, talk about their stores, um, and talk about how, you know, our products could benefit them and uh, for their customer base, because their customer base are interested. The millennial consumer is really interested in, uh, you know, purpose-based brands, and the outdoor category is exploding. So it is, it's kind of this perfect storm of being able to support the dealers with products their customers want, stories their customers want, um, and increasing, you know, revenues for, for the, for the dealers. Yeah. You kind of took the, uh, the next question right from me, which was, you know, what, what is the future? Uh, you know, where could you see this going? And, and awesome to hear that, you know, it's feedback from, from retailers that you were able to get face to face with and, and kind of, you know, I put their words into action as well. Um, as they look to, you kind of look to, to work together. And then also too, you know, that as you're describing it, that, the thought popped in my head too that the there's the the up and coming shoppers right the the millennials the big generation um you know their buying power obviously increasing that mission based brands like you mentioned and and you know the outdoor category both of those you unwasted is literally at the cross section of of both of the both of those things so it seems like everything's kind of falling in your guys favor right now which is um awesome to see and it's certainly exciting for sure so um but yeah, no, that's awesome. We look forward to seeing you down there in Orlando. And, and like you mentioned, bringing some some new product as well. And uh, you guys had a big space. You had like a trailer there, if I remember right, or like some sort of big, what was that structure that was, it almost looked like it was a, a, back, a backyard setting the way you had it set up? Yeah. Yeah, it was a big wall and, uh, and some, some, you know, some grass and uh, just to give us all the feel of like, let's hop into summer. Let's, let's, uh, let's get the, let's get the outdoor parties going. Well, the, the funny, I mean, that's, that's kind of the perfect example of gory and unwasted kind of crisscrossing paths, I imagine, right? Being able to show off the, the benefits of how to, to um, you know, position something and, and build a display that works, but also, you know, getting to do it with a, a brand that you also are behind as well. So that's got to be pretty cool to see that come together. You know what, it's, you know, my spending my life in the agency space where I'm building, um, you know, marketing programs for different brands that are not our own. Uh, with Unwasted, we were able to take all the risks possible and to say, you know, how do we want to show up? What do you know, how do we feel that people want to, to, to um, you know, see us and, and experience us as a brand? And also, you know, as, from, as far as merchandising and telling your customers that story, that also we can create programs to support the dealers to help to, um, you know, tell that story on the, on the retail floor. And so, you know, it's sort of silent salesmen, right? Like how do we support the dealers? Because, you know, they're busy, you know, they've got lots of categories to be supporting. So how can we take our, you know, experience and design and, and, uh, and help them, you know, bolster the, the, the product in store. So yeah, it's, it has been a, a really cool journey to be able to take your own product and, and do all of the marketing and branding for it, uh, especially from the agency space. Yeah. No, that's, that's so cool. Um, well, actually, I, I know we're, we're both sort of uh, in some busy times and getting things moving. So I appreciate you spending just a little bit of time with us to talk about, uh, you know, everything you've had going with Unwasted and uh, just cool to see that growth. So we, we look forward to reconnecting again in Orlando and uh, seeing what you guys bring to the table there. But, you know, it's a story that I'll, we'll certainly continue to follow because I think it's an awesome one and 
one that's worth shouting from the mountaintops about. So I, I appreciate you letting us, uh, you know, do a little bit of that here on the Independent Pick Cake Podcast. Uh, thanks, Rob. I love uh, I love you having us on and sharing our story, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody down at Orlando. Awesome. And thanks again to Ashley for taking the time and sharing uh, just what I think is an incredible story. Uh, one that, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to follow, you know, as they launch more products and continue to have a, a, a major impact, you know, on the environment and what they do. And just those are the kinds of things I, I think, you know, that's why I love sharing stories and being able to tell these stories on in, in any sort of medium, especially, you know, in a podcast where we can talk directly to the the uh, the people behind the stories. So awesome uh, of what they're doing look forward to continuing to follow it and as always uh, you know appreciate you listening to the independent thinking podcast and we will catch you next time uh-huh.